and gives a particular unique Buddhist insights into uh, cultivation of morality and also into developing communication skills and developing um, social conscience and the, um, the effort to contribute to the society at large. No, I think it's a very wise um, policy in this one that's um, <coughs> is um, was followed by all Buddhist nations. Um, the, the deviations from this really came about in those countries that were colonized, um, particularly the case of Burma and Sri Lanka, in which the monastic order always monks always been looked at, looked to as the leaders of the society and so in the effort to uh, free the country from the colonial powers, the, the Sunday took on a political role which it didn't relinquish after independence. But in a country like Thailand, which was uh, never colonized, then the, um, the same principle applies on um, the Sangha monastic order, uh, not um, being involved in party politics in any way. There are some very important um, reasons for this. One is that if um, monks were to be involved in political activities, it would be a very worldly use of their time um, and would make them, uh, give them much less time for their particular monkish duties and responsibilities, but it would almost inevitably lead to conflict within religious in monastic communities because it would be unlikely that all of the monks would have the same views and support the same parties. So it could create um, serious disharmony in monastic communities. And also, even if the monastic order was uh, to be unanimous and come out in support of a particular political party, um, it would have long-term consequences for the stability of the monastic order. For instance, if it was to support a political party that was defeated in the polls or was become so identified with a particular political party, then all those people who um, didn't agree with that political party would at the same time feel themselves alienated from the monastic order. So the idea is, um, has always been that the monastic order should be providing um, a refuge um, and um, wise counsel to those of all political persuasions. So whether you're right wing or left wing, you follow this party or that party, you should ideally be able to put that all behind you the moment you go through the gates of the monastery and just become all Buddhists together. And in countries like, like Buddhism, and I believe in Bhutan, the the monastic order has an important role to play in, in harmonizing the uh, conflicting groups in society, whether it's groups in conflict through political opinion or through social um, status. Mm -hmm. but, um, <coughs> 
shouldn't be seeing religion as it's not really, it's about the politics and we should, we should not be vexed. We have our candidates and uh, one has been on um, consulting our religious so, um, how, how do you see that? Well, it, it's inevitable because um, uh, Buddhist identity you know, is, is so much a part of um, Bhutanese identity. And um, even if in a time of uh, political change or, or um, time of electioneering, um, people um, are obviously not just going to put their Buddhism to one side and people will, I would imagine, want to go to consult religious figures, religious figures that they look up to for, for counsel and for, um, for at least um, consolation or um, the patience to deal with the, the stresses and strains of lectioneering. So I, I think that's natural and inevitable um, that if someone is a Buddhist and, and um, has respect and, and faith in particular religious teachers that they they should wish to consult them. But what needs to be um, prevented is um, political figures manipulating their uh, their association with prestigious monks or institutions in order to create an image of themselves as being um, particularly. Um, spiritual or holy or in any way cashing in on their um, their own religious uh, faith or commitment uh, for some political advantage. But uh, what do you think, I mean, uh, if, if the parties were there, they were making promises on this, um, they didn't say that, but the domestic community would do that. Do you think it is right for them to even say that? Do you think that would be based on religion? If, if, if they start uh, within their promises, there's other things to do, but in the last community, although they No, not necessarily. I wouldn't say if, uh, assuming that those those promises are, are sincere and they're not just being made to kind of popularity, but um, the. <coughs> The monastic body is a large body, an influential body in society, and the, um, its welfare, its well-being, its relationship to society at large, these are all issues which any government will have to deal. And so, as the government does have a certain role to play um, with regard to monastic affairs, then it, it seems that it comes within the sphere of, of politics in that but as again, it should be uh, restricted um, to that sphere over which the government of the day would have a legitimate responsibility and, um, and need. Again, uh, and it's the role, of course, it's the role of the press and <clears throat> to make sure that politicians are not um, manipulating um, uh, very potent symbols and, and things that. Um, religious um, institutions in order to gain some kind of personal advantage. Well, because uh, I can only speak from my background in, in Thailand, and it's um, 
there are similarities and probably differences here, and I'm not I'm sufficiently familiar here. But uh, I would say that the the idea is that um, monks will, or religious figures um, should clarify general um, Buddhist principles which are uh, coming to question or as a matter of dispute and to be, for instance, um, uh, emphasizing the importance of tolerance and mutual respect and that um, a, a democratic system is one in which we believe that many heads are better than one and that uh, we get together and we talk and we discuss and we disagree um, and we work out compromises together for the wel uh, welfare of the whole country um, and that inevitably um, there will be emotions uh, aroused and um, that as Buddhists uh, we need to be maintaining that sense of mindfulness and awareness and tolerance and giving people the benefit of the doubt and not assuming that because uh, we believe we're right, they must be wrong, that we're honest, therefore they're dishonest, um, we're not corrupt, therefore they're corrupt, and to prevent this um, polarization of attitudes within society because that's very dangerous and, and this is definitely the role among to, to point out the danger of these kinds of negative mental attitudes, uh, monks should be giving advice on how to deal with anger and resentment um, and how to, um, and to deal with differences of opinion without them becoming conflicts and without leading to, to violence and, um, and to uh, ill consequences for, for the country. So, uh, you know, I, I think that um, we, Buddhist monks, Buddhist leaders, Buddhist nuns, uh, should be examples of, of calm and tolerance and compassion and reminding everybody that uh, the things that unite us far, far exceed the things that divide us and that we should not forget that, that we're, in the end of the day, we're all Brutalese, we all want the best for our country, although we have different ideas about what that best might be and what the path towards it might be. But be willing to listen. Don't just <clears throat> don't just listen to the people that have the same opinions as you do, but with an open mind, listen to people that have very different ideas and and learn to weigh them up with a uh, with a sense of justice and and tolerance and fairness. So I, I think that. Monks stand back in order to give the big picture, and it's not because democratic processes necessarily short term, like four years, five years, or something like this, and gets tends to get bogged up and bogged down in particular issues and people and personalities. Where whereas the religious organisers should be giving the big picture, look, you know, the 100 years or the 500 years picture rather than the five year picture. And uh, it's not really about religion and politics, but it's about the health of arms. Um, uh, recently, there was a story, and then we found that our monks were not very healthy. And uh, um, there were also cases of sodomy in the monastic community. Yes, it's um, the um, cases of. of um, 
serious breaches of the discipline of sexual misconduct, that these will always um, be occurring in monastic institutions, celibate institutions. Um, uh, the, the difficulty is always to know um, just to, to what extent this is going on. And uh, cases of, of sodomy or so on, you know, they're so outrageous and scandalous and they sell newspapers and people like to read about them. But it's also very difficult to know whether this is um, something that's going on uh, in a widespread or it's just an isolated case and, and that's something that I certainly have um, no, um, no, no data. But because anything to do with monks brings up a lot of emotion, and so people tend to jump to conclusions that everything's going to the dogs. And, but uh, the, the case, uh, you know, I often say to people in Thailand, because in Thailand, the tabloids, they like monk scandal stories, they sell them very well. Um, it's good business for media. Um, but I, I say if you if you take a figure of, say, 300,000 monastics in Thailand, and let's say 99% of them were you know, um, completely pure and, and good monks, and I'm sure it doesn't reach anywhere near like that, but let's say 99% for the sake of argument, and you had 1% uh, with a, like, who were immoral and bad monks, um, that would give you 3,000. And so if you were trying to... Um, uh, you wanted a scandal on, on your front page of your newspaper every day, uh, you could, and people who read it would quite um, naturally assume that the monastic order was in a terrible state, when in fact you're publicizing the misdemeanors of 1% of the population. So whether or not that's an analogy for, for, for Bhutan or not, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I think that it, it, there does need to be uh, a great deal of care taken, not not to censor stories about misbehavior by monks, because that's not good for the monastic order either. But at the same time, um, taken out of context, these things are so, so shocking, and so and people remember them, and, and it can uh, bring the monastic order into disrepute in a way which may not be fair to it. Uh, the other one's about monks being in bad health. Yeah, this, uh, uh, again, I mean, I feel um, in my own uh, teaching and administration in Tarot, I've run a big monastery and, and uh, I make it very clear to monks they have a responsibility to keep in good health because um, in, in Thailand we, we're meant to be monks, we entirely depend on the generosity of lay supporters if we get ill, and then uh, it's a burden on our lay supporters and uh, it's an expense for them to provide medical care. So, um, apart from just being uh, common sense uh, to take care of your, your, your physical health, um, then it's also a responsibility to, to those who support you. I think that um, this is one of the areas of, of monastic life which, um, which an overly conservative view is, is not the best one. I think in, in, in many monastic communities there is a, there is a, there's a kind of a prejudice that 
um, taking exercise is is a kind of a very worldly um, activity that people do out of sense of vanity because they want to look good and, um, and that monks should be involved and interested in uh, being big and, and healthy and handsome or beautiful and, and but it but it goes too far the other way and, and then they neglect their, their health and um, also uh, I'm not sure about the, the nutrition and what foods they're eating what sort is given to them to that and, um, <clears throat> but usually these are the um, cases of poor nutrition and lack of exercise and I can't see anything myself in conflict with monastic principles um, against um, some a reasonable amount of exercise and, and good nutrition. Good nutrition meat? Is that Not necessarily. Um, I mean, you know, just... Uh, not eating um, junk foods um, now these days more of these around just um, taking an interest in, in what foods are, are good for your body and, and what foods are not and to the extent that it's possible um, trying to eat those foods which agree with your the needs of your physical body rather than the ones that taste good yeah, you must have uh, well, it's probably, I mean, I understand because we have the same problem in Thailand and it's because it's convenient. And if, uh, if somebody is working six days a week um, and they have very limited time to go to the temple and they don't have much money, and they can just pop into a shop and just buy a packet of this and a packet of that. It's quite understandable. But so I think it's quite good to to publicise um, if if monks now are finding that their diet is, is becoming more and more um, composed of this kind of food, and to um, to try to encourage lay people to take that into account and uh, understanding that it may not always be possible, but that. Um, when there is a choice and the healthy foods for the monks, because the monks, um, uh, certainly the monks in, in, the, you know, in the temples up in the mountains, they're not being able to buy their own food and to make up for any deficiencies in their diet by themselves. So it's something that the lay supporters need to, to, to bear in mind. No, I don't. I don't think so because you know, as monks, we we don't feel we have a right to tell people you know what you should give. Um, but I think that it's um, quite appropriate to just to remind um, people that. Particularly if there are statistics now that monks' health is not is not good, and it's, I mean I would assume in terms of exercise, just in, in Bhutan, you know, you around it's a very healthy country, so I would think that the problem would be nutrition rather than exercise, and um, just trying to to come up with a way of of dealing with that, and this may lead to some. Discussion with the monastic body, monastic body, and um, for how they see the problem. So, um, 
But I mean, also you know, the young monks, I mean, these, these junk foods, you know, if you're young, you know, they're, they're addictive as well. And I'm sure the young monks and novices, they like them. I mean, that's the thing. Thank you so much.